Hey, it's Thursday, and Kyle, I can't believe it's September. What? It's September, man. What do you do? Good news is, new vehicle sales seem like they might be coming back a little bit for Kia and Hyundai. It's a good way to start September. It is a great way to start September. And if I had to, I want to make like a few calls today. You know? Like what because... Oh, like a few I predictions? have a sneaking suspicion. Prediction? Is, a, what, is that what you mean? No, 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 not prediction. Oh. But a few calls across the industry okay. because I have a sneaking suspicion that there's a there's a good amount of people that experienced some lift last month. Like when I was talking to dealers mid month and things like that, it, it was like, hey, things are looking things are looking pretty good. So really, I, I think you know, yeah, yeah. That's at least that was my perspective. And uh, okay. So it's like maybe five to seven dealers that I had a one-on-one -on -one conversation. But you know a couple dealers that, is all I'm saying. I know just, at least just, a couple. Just two you know? tree, two tree dealers. Two, two or three. You got Bob's Bob's used cars over there on the block, and Ralph's yep. Ralph's rides around the corner. Those are two at least. <laughs> <laughs> at least the guy across the street he sold a few. Saw him roll them. 1997 <laughs> Honda Accord. He got. He's got. Yeah. It was perfect. Oh yeah. well, today we're talking about. Um, uh, we're not even gonna tell you what we're talking about. One thing is the sales lift. Um, we want to talk about a few things. Well, let's talk list things that are happening in September. If you live in the Northeast, school is going to start. So we're a little behind our Southern friends. But school like started like month. three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but school is going to start, right? We got a holiday weekend. Um, the leaves are going to start changing-ish. -ish. Um, there's going to be a little event called a SOTUCON, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's wow. like <laughs> I think there's some people coming to that. We should go. It is really weird <laughs> that we are in the same month as September. And I've been seeing some text messages and messages Whoa. and talking to some dealers that we know coming through is being like, yeah, I know like 20 more people that are coming. They just haven't bought their tickets yet. I'm like, that's so automotive, right? Like we're just going to buy so our automotive. tickets last minute. Um, so look, if you're a dealer <laughs> and you are coming, just buy your tickets. Just buy your tickets. Let's like go. they need food and on. head counts and all those things. Buy your tickets. We need to know who's coming so that... Um, we can be ready for you. I mean, we're ready for you regardless, but you know, do, do us a solid. There is one really amazing thing that is happening that unfortunately, Kyle, you and I won't be able to be a part of. I'm and so frustrated about it. You and I might have to go out on Sunday and do the same thing or something. That sounds, I don't know. That sounds really good, but there's going to be a rocky run on Monday morning. Yes. And if I can't think of a way to start out an awesome like 36 hours with all of your peers and industry partners and uh, brilliant people. It's going on the Rocky run. That's going to start at center city in city hall and going to go to the art museum. It's about a mile. So like everyone can, can do this and you're going to go run the Rocky steps at the end. And just think of the photo ops, oh, right? Car guys, coffee, the certified solutionaries, Fred and Lou, got they, Kevin Jones going out there with he them. Oh. He was the one. I think oh. actually Kevin was kind of the one that was like, hey, we should do this. And they were like, we're going to do it. And then they were in Philly last week, recorded a video all about what they're going to be doing. Like it's, the energy is unbelievable. Yes. Right Joe now. just commented. Yes. The live hotel block is sold out, but there are two more hotels. One is like just a, a few blocks from the venue that has plenty of space. And also there's Doubletree by the airport. We have a really special rate at if you're going to like get in, get out. Um, on the cheap 139 room actually the most expensive rooms we have are like 165 just because we did it right and they're nice Let's rooms go. too and they're nice rooms so if you want to go to the rocky run oh what's the best way to get to it 
you got to go search Lou Ramirez on LinkedIn and look at his last post. Actually, I shared it this morning because I was so excited about it. We're going to run the Rocky Steps. Go run the Rocky Steps. Even if you're in Philly, go run the Rocky Steps. Even if you're not coming to the Asotocon, because I can tell you the view from the top of the steps is amazing. It is an awesome spot yes. to catch some pictures. I uh, got some Auto Collabs episodes streaming again today. Is today Doug Miller? Yeah. Is, is that Doug today? Doug Miller, Jocelyn Bidet. Yeah, oh, man. Today. We got two two great ones coming up for you. Doug Miller, I'll tell you what. Talk about someone who is just poised and experienced from multiple industries and bringing that wisdom. And he's telling some stories about speed. It's just great. It's just a great interview. Yes. Uh, check it out. And Jocelyn, a uh, new kind of new to the Asoto crew. Um, so you can come and meet her for the first time. That was actually, I met her for the first time on this podcast interview. So you can check that out as well. But um, it's Thursday. It's September 1st. And Kyle, we have some news to cover. We got some news to get through and a lot of automotive stuff today. So a lot of times Funny we touch like other that. retail, but it's <laughs> like we're just full on automotive. So if you're in the industry and you're like, these guys, sometimes they talk about Target. <laughs> Not today. No Target today. <laughs> coming at you. Yes. All right. So uh, first one, actually, this is Automotive News' top story today. Inventory shortage is easing as Hyundai and Kia see their first year over year growth since summer of 2021. So is, could this Let's be go. the tides are turning? Kia, with the lowest day supply of vehicles, according to Cox data, uh, said it set an August record with 66,089 deliveries, signaling the company's lineup continues to churn at a high rate. Um, S&P wow. Global Mobile. It set a record in new car deliveries last month. That's incredible, no. actually. An August yeah. record. Oh, an August an record? An August record. An August record. I didn't but realize August it was a, a record. Month. It's not just year-over-year growth. They set a record? Right. Yeah. So like for and, and to be honest, like Kia has been growing as a brand and, and people are getting a a, you know, more attached to the brand. They've expanded their model lineup, which, you know, they, they don't have like that full model lineup like a Toyota or Ford or something like that. So anytime you're expanding a model lineup and people are getting, you know, more attracted to the brand, you're going to see growth. But to see that in an inventory shortage and, and acknowledging like, hey, look, we've got a little bit more stock uh, coming in. Um now, overall, from from an overall perspective, so Hyundai and Kia obviously seeing growth, but we're seeing we saw growth overall last month. Um, it, it looks like uh, the the light vehicle percentage of, of growth has gone up over uh, just over a percent, and S and P Global Mobility last week. Uh, but and then like the the con contrast to that is S and P Global said, "Hey, look, we are we're going to reduce our total overall sales growth." or sales in 2022 down from 14.6 to 14.1. So again, it's like up over here, down over here, up over here, down over here. I just think that there's, it's, it's tough. Like there's not a consistent uh, measured approach, but it's, it's encouraging to see some automakers making some strides. It really is. Um, according to JD power and LMC automotive, August marked the 10th consecutive month that retail inventory closed below 900,000. So less than a million inventory units. like On ground. Now, here's my question, because I've been past a couple dealers. I've talked to a couple dealers. I'm like, Ralph. So, okay, 900,000 divided by 17,000. Where are all those cars, y'all? In transit? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, really, no, I'm just really wondering, like, where? No, that's retail inventory. That, I mean, the way Saturn I read that, maybe yeah. we need to dig, dig a little bit deeper, but like the way I read that is that's units in like on ground um, at this is point, which is kind of surprising. I, I mean, well, I guess, I mean, if you, if, 
if the numbers are, you know, predicting like 13.1 to 13.3 million vehicles, I guess 900,000 right now makes kind of sense. Assuming yeah. that's not a full month supply, right? A full month supply would be about 1.2 million as far as like vehicles that are moving. So I guess yep. it's less. Yeah, I guess it makes sense, right? It's it's less than a, it's like a 26 day supply or something. I don't know. Yep. It's I all, think that's it's all numbers. Right, actually. It's all numbers. That's about right. But it's August was also the fourth consecutive month when average incentive, cumulative incentives average less than $1,000. So... <laughs> I love the head look around, too. Everyone's like, thank goodness. Keep them low. Man, let, may they stay that way, right? Uh, you know, if we were, we were... If we were... If there was, a, like, a DraftKings for automotive, <laughs> I would certainly be betting on incentives going up at some point in the next Definitely up, months. yes. Um, <laughs> You know, there was an extra selling day if you take out the Sundays in the month, so that may have been a contributing factor. But, you know, months are different. Anyone who runs a business and has payroll knows, like, sometimes, four times a year, you get that five-week payroll month week, and you're like, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, look, everybody wants to be paid. But at the same time, when you're looking at the P&L, like, you're like, oh, we're going we're gonna to eke out a profit this month. And then that fifth payroll hits, and you're like, well, at least everybody's happy. <laughs> there you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so that's a little uh, recent news. I think it's good news. It's a great way to start September. It's a great way to start September. We're seeing automakers make strides, growing uh, growing retail volume. And, you know, September for, for many dealers is still a very up month. You yeah. know, it's not that oh, like October, yeah. November law. And so August, September are super up months. I'm encouraged going into this month. And uh, I, think, I think we're going to hear those stories of dealers and automakers uh, continuing to go up and we'll we'll keep an eye out as more of these monthly reports kind of roll, monthly and quarterly reports kind of roll in heck yeah man and in the northeast and then any probably any snow like september october like kind of right up to thanksgiving everyone's like it's go time it's go time so yeah. you know winter's coming people are trading in the vehicles suvs snow tires the whole thing you know what snow tires are right yeah you lived in ohio Snow tires. No, Ohio, we don't do snow tires. Nah. You kidding me? <laughs> you kidding me? You I found out me? about snow tires like four years ago. I didn't even know that was a thing that existed. They got storage things all over the place did, storing your snow tires. Did Had you no know clue. that in Canada, it is mandatory that you put snow tires on your car? I know. It's ridiculous. It's I like, had no clue. It's like a certain day. It's like thing. if you don't have snow tires on, you're getting a ticket. Ticket from a mountain. All, all, <laughs> all Canadian dealers are like, yeah, we're going to be fine when EVs come around. We change tires twice a year for people. We got <laughs> service on 68% service. 68% of our <laughs> revenue. <laughs> Could be burning through those babies like crazy. Oh, I can you imagine an EV weight. Speaking of EVs. Tires? Oh, my God. Stop. Segway. <laughs> we needed to pull out of that one. <laughs> we did. We're like, ah, falling. <laughs> now we're talking about snow tires in Canada. Like, where, are we, where have we gone? Ford and Rivian have separately petitioned the U.S. Department of the Interior to speed up the permitting process for EV materials that are essential for domestic battery production. The letters urge the department to restrict the permitting process to no longer than three years because the current... I was like, three years? That sounds like forever. Well, the current process apparently could take up to 10 years. And if you so thought... So if you're counting... If you like wanted to put it... <laughs> Is before <laughs> the year 2032. <laughs> so that's 2032. So they would struggle, I think. I think that's the point that the year 2030. Uh, unless is someone built, build a time machine. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had a submit for like a permit for like, you know, like to put a deck on your house or something <laughs> like that. And you thought that took a while. I Can you imagine a 10 year permitting process? I kind of just imagine the scene from uh, what's that movie with all the animals? 
uh, Zoo, Zoo, Zootopia when they're in the DMV. It's like and all the animals. Uh, you're like are. any Disney movie, <laughs> any Pixar movie, right? <laughs> Jungle Book. And so I just imagine the sloth in there, right? Like, how may I help you? <laughs> To, right, that must be. That's what a ten-year permitting process must be like. The same thing. If you want to open a mind, so today's uh, this is a quote from Chris Smith, Forge Chief Government Affairs Officer. Today's lengthy, costly, and inefficient permitting process makes it difficult for American business to invest in the extraction and processing of critical minerals in the U.S. He continues. In contrast, Canada and Australia have adopted mineral permitting policies. Say that fast. That enable producers to complete the process in two to three years while maintaining stringent environmental standards so we got to go from i mean that's impressive and i think it's necessary and we're hearing reports that australia is a massive mining field for yeah. uh, the minerals needed for ev and so you know i think like if we're going to do this ev thing which in my seems like we are my perspective it's coming right then we need to this just needs to be a it's probably honestly it's probably just a process that hasn't been focused on because it hasn't been necessitated there's one and guy we are behind it's got right? one guy yeah in there's right one now. guy he's like <laughs> he's like okay so what you're telling me is you know and so i it's just it's one of those things that we just have to get better at and and i can appreciate it and um you know that that use of public funds for for researching m like how to geo map and identify uh, all the mineral deposits across the U S was mentioned in this, uh, in yeah. this request. And so I, you know, I think that like if, if, if on one hand it's like, Hey, by 2030 or by 2035, all, all of the cars need to be EVs or certain percentage have to be, then you got to play ball on the game of like getting us there. Right. It, we Absolutely. can't just it, like Brian Benstock has been famous for saying, we can't just depend on foreign minerals for EV, EV produ production. So I appreciate Ford and Rivian kind of petitioning the U.S. government to, to to play ball here. Yeah, it's going to be, man, it's just going to be interesting. Have you ever seen an EV mineral mine? I mean, they all look different. But it, they all look different. It, it doesn't, I mean, some, <laughs> what, sometimes, what? well, sometimes the, they literally, the, the really funny part, <laughs> pump water from underneath salt flats. And they get it to the surface, and it's like mineral-rich water, and then it kind of evaporates, leaving the minerals, right? Which could right. be, I mean, obviously could be a challenge in places where there's already freshwater issues. But, and then some of them just look like a giant, like, it looks like Steve from Roblox made it. Right? right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it looks just like Here's that. my question. I just, just I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lob this one out there, and then we can move to the next <laughs> is there, story. Is there a pin in this grenade, or is it like a softball pitch over the plate? What are you lobbing? <laughs> I think it's a pin. Okay. <laughs> so my question is just, you know, for the, for these mines, I don't know. Are they, are the, are the things that are pulling all these, all these minerals out? Are they? They're all EVs, Kyle. Powered? Kyle, don't even go Whoa. there. They're all EVs. <laughs> there couldn't possibly be anything bad about strip mining an acre of land to make one EV battery at all. Not at all. We're Not good. At all. <laughs> good. That's fair. And and who generates the electric? I'm just kidding. Let's just move on. No. Speaking of speaking generating of electric, segway. That was the first. That was easily our first double segue where we both said something different. But they all they they both made sense. They and we do. Got out of it. It's like each story today. We kind of like at some point oh. start falling from the air, and someone we're in has some to kind of mood. We're in some kind of mood today. <laughs> a thirty thousand dollar dealership quote for a battery replacement has been circulating around Facebook and other platforms. The replacements on a twenty twelve Chevy Volt 
and it was indeed fact-checked to be accurate by USA Today. The post reads, a Chevy Volt with just 70,000 miles needed a new battery and some coolant. Don't forget the coolant. That'll be $30,000, please. And it was confirmed by Gary Herman, service director of Roger Dean Chevrolet in Cape Coral, Florida, as he explained, hey, the battery's out of warranty. It's been discontinued by GM, and we had to pay a whole lot to get the battery from a third-party supplier. Like, we don't set the prices. We just found it for the customer. So, um, I mean, so the original 2012 cost of a Chevy Volt, 39000 That's I mean, that driver's like, well. That's in 2012. Average. Oh, my yeah. gosh, right. Oh, my gosh, right. That isn't I mean, the value of that car now is probably six grand. Right, maybe like real realistically. No, at best, it, no. It's six grand. with well, an operational battery. It needs thirty thousand dollars in the trunk if you're going to pay six grand right. for it because you got to put a new battery in it. Right, like that car is scrap, man. That's a clunker. That is a clunker. The average battery well, replacement, I think this, though. This is like, yeah, this is the pro. This is like a, a thing that we've questioned for a long time, and we had this question when I was originally selling the the Leaf. Is like, you know, when when. When when you've got new iPhone batteries coming out, it's like they don't they don't just take the old batteries. There's a whole recycling process that goes into this. But, you know, creating a standard for a, a replacement mechanism for these older vehicles, because that's like it's it's an it's an engine, but it's an engine that gets discontinued, essentially. And so it's it poses single a, major problem, right, a single piece engine that gets discontinued. Right. Yeah. And and so with average battery replacement already being high at around $6,300 for non-discontinued items that are coming from the manufacturer. Yeah. You know, and then, and then things like the Mach-E battery costing as much as 20 grand, you know, I, I, this is, this is a, this is a piece of like insurability or battery warranty. Financing. Yeah. Financing these things of questions of like, what's the, you know, is everybody going to be forced to get into lease renewal or, or, or product turnover type scenarios. You know, I, I think about someone that, you know, I've known a couple of people that still go like an old iPhone five, iPhone six, really? and those people struggle to get anything done on that. And it's like, ah, I guess I got to get a new phone, you know? So, <laughs> but that's just a phone, not a car that gets you places. Well, I mean, we're optimistic that obviously the more of these are made, more batteries are made. They're going to get standards, going to be third-party replacements and the whole thing is going to go. And hopefully they find a way quickly to recycle materials. But the best way, obviously, is not to recycle materials. It's just make batteries that last longer. I don't know. Yeah. It's just go. easy. Look, well, we're and just I, I also think here this morning. You know, I read through a lot of the comments early when this story came out, and I, I can't remember who actually found the story. It wasn't US Today, USA Today. No. But, um, you know, I think like as a as any dealership as you start to run into these new problems in service that people haven't experienced before is practicing a very high level of empathy when you're communicating what needs to be done how it needs to be done the cost of replacement because it's not just hey here's your oil change here's your tire rotation here's your alignment those conversations that you've been used to and the customers have been used to for a long time so you have to exercise a whole nother level of empathy and education in order to move these conversations along Truth. and not end up on us usa today Truth. well we hope you have an amazing fully charged September 1st today. We're in the fight with you. Don't ever let anyone tell you it's a lost cause because it isn't. Got a lot of work to do, though. And it's September. Air is crisp. Feeling good. Feeling good.